Japan, that would be a weird way of thinking. Right. Like, why would someone rip someone off? This is not a thing in Japan. I've never heard of someone here getting a cell phone stolen. But in England, a lot of the unhappiness does come from public transport. A lot of the unhappiness <laughs> in your life. And the opposite is true in Japan, that a lot of happiness does come from public transport. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Citizen Reporter. I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro, sometimes known as Bicycle Mark. And today, I bring you the hacker, teacher, philosopher, my friend Matthew Dons. And we're looking at Japan through the eyes of this man who understands this nation, respects it, and has lived there for over a decade now, especially as he compares it to what he knows and what he remembers well from his native UK. Japan, just to quote Matthew here, it's the kind of place where, quote, anyone could and should live. (laughs) And he goes on to say a lot more, but I'll spare you until the recording. But as a man fighting for his life against a relentless cancer, In this conversation, Matthew pulls no punches, although it bears saying he never really did. So this fall, like last year, when this battle against cancer was beginning, uh, I I came, I went once again to Tokyo to see my friend and to talk about what we've always loved to talk about and do, uh, podcasts and uh, documenting what's going on around us. So we're going to walk around his part of Tokyo, Machita, And we're going to talk about everything and anything, especially what we call the hacker mentality versus the Japanese spirit. There's no one better to compare these two things than the man himself, who's been such an important part of the hacker community most of his life, I'd say. Uh, So here we go. Uh, it's It's a fun conversation. You can follow along looking at pictures on your podcast playing app. Uh, I'll add that little option for those of you who have that. If you don't have such an app, I do recommend Pocket Casts. That's my favorite. I don't know, the iTunes uh, Apple uh, podcast player might serve your purposes. Anyway, here we go. Matthew Dons and I in Tokyo just a few long weeks ago. As a hacker you see layers of everyday life that regular people don't see because you you hackers tend to be very interested and knowledgeable in in infrastructure yeah a hacker would want to know how the trick works yeah and still be able to enjoy it i think but also in a train station a hacker would be interested in all the different layers of systems you have that make the trains run on time and the social hierarchies and how they can be subverted mm. through social engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a very kind of different way of looking at things. And when systems are explained to hackers, or hackers find out about systems, there's often an assumption on the part of the hacker that you can't trust anyone in the system. Mm-hmm. So, a typical example of the, a technical example of this would be um, <coughs> in Japan, 
when you pay by credit card, you verify with a PIN, as you do in lot, lots of European countries. It's, in England, we call this chip and PIN. Right. In the US, chip and PIN is unusual. It's starting. Yeah. Um, you often pay using the Magstripe. Not anymore. Yeah, it's changed. Uh, but it's in and the process. Yeah. A lot of pe a lot of Americans with a credit card don't have a PIN. So um, Emmanuel and Kyle have been. Oh, last year they went off to Iceland, right. and they've recently played the Iceland shows on their radio show, Off the Wall, mm -hmm. and they had lots of issues trying to buy gasoline with the credit card, and it would be asking for a PIN, and they didn't have a PIN, and sometimes the reader would accept any pin right. <laughs> any number often it would just reject it now for a hacker when we talk about the chip and pin system the first thing a hacker says is how do you know that the reader is trustworthy mm -hmm. right now the bank when the bank talks about chip and pin they talk about how secure it is because the reader checks the card. Is this a genuine bank card? And they say, our system is secured because um, it checks to see if it's a genuine bank card. You know, it does some cryptography. It will have some algorithm where, you know, the, maybe the chip has to do something. Mm. The hacker looks at it from the completely other point of view. It says, hang on. I'm going somewhere, I'm paying with my card. How do I know it's a genuine card reader? Yeah. Why should I, be, why should I trust the card reader? And in fact, it turns out that with chip and pin, the card doesn't verify the reader. The authentication is all in the other direction. <laughs> so so you, could, you could be somewhere, pay in a cafe, and the waiter could bring out a fake card reader, and it's stealing your card data emptying your bank account or you know overcharging you or whatever it is right so with a hacker when you look at systems we always think let's assume we can't trust any entity in the system right can you still make a system that's secure you know if, if everyone is potentially trying to be the attacker can we have a system that's robust enough you yeah know, a bit like Here. a double blind medical trial where the patient doesn't know whether they're getting the medicine or not, but nor do the doctors and nurses giving them because you don't want them to unduly yeah. influence the patient. Which, not the, the medical one, although maybe perhaps similar, but it does remind me, like, we start off today talking about how people think in Japan and treat things around them, the assumptions that they operate under. And then we've talked about now a little bit on the hacker mentality and it is interesting to me that there's almost a, they're on opposite sides in a way, Japan <laughs> and the hacker mentality, only in the sense that if the hacker mentality is you can't trust, I don't know if that's summarizing it yeah, too simply, yeah, no, you have to assume that there are threats, right? Yeah. Don't, don't be naive. Whereas in Japan, in everyday life, obviously we're talking about everyday life, there is an assumption of trust. Yeah, there's an assumption people aren't going to break something. Right. Um, you know, if I do some gardening, 
I'll leave the gardening tools outside if I'm going to continue gardening tomorrow. In England, I would have never considered doing that. <laughs> this whole series. In <laughs> um, you just they might. Now. There are places. Yeah, yeah. In England, when you see a so we're just passing a gardening truck. Now, one of the things, if you look at the truck, you will not see a sign telling you that it's empty at night. In England, oh, yeah, you would yeah. always see a sign saying, "No tools left overnight." Because right. you're trying to tell people it's There's not no worth point. breaking. There's no point breaking into my vehicle. Right. You're not going to get any tools. Yeah. This, you, you have yeah. to say that. Sure. In, uh, in Amsterdam, there's the symbol in a shop. You take the cash drawer, mm. the plastic part, you empty, and you put it in the window and you close up the shop at night. Oh, that's so <laughs> interesting. So, so talk about card payments in England... We often use debit cards right. to pay. Sure. And people think that this is for convenience of the customer, but it's not. It's because the shops, particularly supermarkets, really don't want to be dealing with cash sure. because they can get robbed. And, and they don't trust their employees either. And they don't exactly don't trust their employees. <laughs> yes. um, and it's a, yeah, I mean, so you could say the hacker mentality is a very um cynical view of the world it is and i never thought about that because we always it's just the opposite yeah we always preach that it's such a good thing that it can be the hacker mentality yeah but if we ran everything in society that way i don't know yeah and you know it's the, um is there a diffy what, what's his name diffy 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 i don't what's know what's diffy mm. person whitfield diffy or something okay. so you know the diffy hellman key exchange right I don't. <laughs> so, what well, Diffie Hellman Key Exchange is how you do a digital signature, right? Oh, okay. So, it's this idea that, um, you know, the, phys- the the real world example would be um, I want to send you something and it's encrypted somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. And I can't safely give you the password because if I could there'd be no need to send you the encrypted message. Right. So the Diffie-Hellman key exchange is is an algorithm where you pass encrypted message back and forth a couple of times, and this allows you, using public key cryptography, to, you know, verify that you are who you say right. you are. Right. And it's used for uh, PGP, which you get privacy, G, uh, GPG, GNU Privacy Guard, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. And I guess things like SSH and TS, TLS, okay. secure HTTP. Yep. And there's this kind of clip of Whitfield Diffie saying, talking about what he sees as a huge problem of you're gonna you're gonna call someone, you call a call center, pay by credit card. He says, how can I trust this stranger? I'm talking to, I'm giving them my credit card details to make a flight reservation or sure. whatever. Yeah. How can I possibly trust this person? And in Japan, that would be a weird way of thinking. Right. Like, why would someone rip someone off? You know, I probably told you this example before. There's an English teacher. Uh, I went to university with him, Mark Reebok, and he um, was teaching at a university here in Nagoya. And he had a little clip from a BBC radio program. And he was doing it with his students. 
and it was about someone their mobile their cell phone gets stolen they go and report it to the police and it was you know some whole bunch of language points and the big problem he had with the students was they couldn't understand why someone would steal someone's cell phone because there's not a thing in japan i've never heard of someone here getting a cell phone stolen i just haven't heard it um yeah just why why would you do like why would you steal someone's cell phone what what happens Expressways straddling the giant cities of modern Japan from every quarter are now the massive symbol of this secular state's achievements. You get on the train, the train is expensive, it's late, the staff are rude. <laughs> no, of course you can. Ju- you, of course you can justify. I was thinking about it a whole different way. You're unhappy with your life. You don't know it. Some people don't even know it, but you you act out therefore. And you could even be a teenager, and there's this unhappiness within teenagers yeah. that gets expressed, yeah. or or this need, whatever it is, that's not being met, Mm-mm. and therefore I could do this. Like, yeah, but in England, a lot of the unhappiness does come from public transport. A lot of the unhappiness <laughs> it's in your life. <laughs> And the opposite is true in Japan, that a lot of happiness does come from public transport. That, wow. you know, you can you can live here without a car. Sure. If you're in a large city, very, very comfortably, you know, in an hour, you can be in the mountains because the trains are so good. Yeah. Um, the trains are reasonably priced here. Yeah. They're going to be clean. They're going to be nice. Yeah. The staff are polite and helpful. Whereas in England, you know, I mean, you... you <laughs> You go, you go on a train gotta, and it's like... going to be a battle and the staff, if there are any staff, like often the staff hide, particularly when things go wrong. Um, so this is like a little shrub, just just public shrine. came across a ni- very nice looking shrine, which I'll take a picture of and I can include mm. in the uh, album art. See, I'm old school. I still take photos that I include in um, <laughs> in the MP3. And I like to think that there are people that appreciate it. I know I do. I like it. But here, just in someone's oh. house, they've got a little shrine as a well. Mini, a mini shrine. It's harder to capture. Oh, yeah, and the blue, blue roof house, yeah. Is this a park? Is it the park, I should say? This is just someone's house. Oh, this is someone's house. You it's, can go and play the, there if you want to play in the park. No, no one would stop me. <laughs> You're in my, my house, sir. Some solar panels here. Right. Right. All right. Very nice. Yeah. Weird houses. Oh yeah, I should snap a shot. I don't think I have any graveyard photos. Hmm. Oh, this is interesting. I guess you can take your bike down? Oh, yeah, bicycle here. Yeah. Yeah, very pleasant path here. So this was this originally went to a doctor's house. Mm-hmm. It was a it would have been the doctor for the local area. Had their house here on the left, I believe. Ah. Um, there's a little plaque at the bottom that explains. Yeah. Now, you see, if this was in England, you're walking along, <laughs> Stop be it. covered in trash. It's not true. There'd be it's needles not... <laughs> here. You've been away too long. 
porn, I'm, porn mags, do you know? <laughs> Nobody uses porn mags anymore. The, well, no, the, the, the porn fairy does, yeah. <laughs> That was the thing, you, you, you know, you walk in a path, walk in a forest in England, you porn fairy has porn. left some left some magazines for you. <laughs> uh, what else are forests and paths for? Yeah, exactly, drugs taking in porn. <laughs> this bamboo is gorgeous. Oh, wow. Wow, that's bamboo that's as thick as my leg. Yeah. Um, and and taller, then... And taller than a house. Yeah, indeed. And then growing... <clears throat> Whatever that is, yeah, yeah. I should know, but can't do it. Yeah, it's it's interesting how the um, it's not just a garden, right? This is like yeah, a serious a plot bit of, of, bit of urban farm. Yeah, with the only real purpose for a CD anymore to scare away birds. <laughs> think... Some of these are playable. I wonder if some of these are pornographic DVDs. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever happened to all of Japan's pornographic DVDs? Yes. They're in gardens. They're in gardens, scaring away crows and things, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? Rightfully so. And here we have a water treatment plant. Ah, oh. all right. <clears throat> um, rather embarrassingly, this water treatment plant actually uses power. Most water treatment plants are a provider of power. Ah, okay, okay. I don't know what, I don't know what they've done wrong, Yeah. but we visited there on an open day Ooh. at 10, eight years ago, and they said, they said rather, rather, kind of rather embarrassed. So that's, that's why this water treatment plant has tennis courts on top. Usually a water treatment plant would have swimming pool next to it using the excess heat. Oh. But for some reason the design is wrong or they get the enzyme mix wrong or something okay but um yeah this this is a net user of power yeah. um which is fantastic for us because it meant <clears throat> after the tohoku earthquake and meltdown and tsunami when there were rolling power cuts around tokyo our area never got power cuts because we were connected to the, the power grid here and they couldn't possibly turn off the power because there'd be no water treatment. Okay, I thought you were going to so say we that like there were protected. rolling water outs too. So we, we no, were no. we were yeah. protected from the yeah. power cuts. It's very wow. cool. And now this house here has a little bit of land and it's got a cave. <laughs> you have your own cave and a fantastic garage. But Can you just see? Yeah, I see a tree? cave. Yeah, it's a cave. there's a cave. I've never had the courage to kind of walk in there and have a look. But I must. It's, fit a small human now here we have a notice board right just on the street uh behind glass and it'd just be smashed in england <laughs> so you gotta stop. A little bit. you can't <laughs> everyone's gonna hate this program they're gonna yell and complain <laughs> move move to japan if anyone doesn't believe me just move to japan <laughs> not everything look i don't know about england i don't know <laughs> i think it's disgusting that people don't move to japan but <laughs> if like if if you well, Japan needs their help actually. Well, so that's going to get interesting. Well, I just think you know if you if you're if you're in the privileged position of being able to live in another country, come and live in Japan. Really, well, so many it, people would love to be in your position. But hang on, hang on. You know, you've got a U.S. passport. Japan. Oh me. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Well, you someone who has one. Yeah. Has someone. Yeah. We know I'm supposed to live in Japan. I know. Has a U.S. or a British passport or a European passport. <laughs> uh, it's all moved to Japan. Well, okay, but a couple of things. Now, uh, if I lived in Japan, some things I don't tolerate. Well, I don't tolerate. I don't look forward to. It yeah. is crowded. I get tired of all these people. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm not a Tokyo guy. I know this. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, I, I technically live. Right, we're you know, walking. We're standing in Tokyo. One car per criminal going past on a bike, despite 
disguised as a tennis player. He's got like, like a bag full of I like the idea that he stuff. is a criminal. <laughs> and one car has just gone past. Yes. No, you're right. So this is already a beginning. And, and we're in Tokyo. A solution to my concern. We're in Tokyo. Technically, we're in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're on the edge of Tokyo. Right. Most you're definitely many in the many suburb. Tokyo people live in a suburb of Tokyo, but you know yeah. we're in the suburb of a suburb of Tokyo. Yeah. And it right? shows. It shows. There's green. There's uh, people have actual houses, not apartments. Yep. Um, yep. That's yeah. That's already a difference. So there's that. Um, now, in an era of global warming, first, there's no escape, really. We're I just about to walk to, to the worst place I know around here. <laughs> it's cool. And it's still better than most places in England. <laughs> so, so we're going we're gonna to go down like a side really? alleyway thing. I really... Now, for me, this is one of the worst places I've been in Japan. Wow! The asphalt is, is uneven. It is a bit uneven. And the growth, the green growth is kind of not controlled. Occasionally, you'll see an abandoned bicycle here. <laughs> Um, I once saw like a dying cat here what? and I had to give it some water. Yes, you did. Um, yes. And wow. You know, for this me, this is messy. This is really bad. This, th yet, this could be a New Jersey. And yes, right here. <laughs> I would prefer this to almost any place in the UK. Wow. Um, yeah, this, this, okay. so yeah, I mean, generally this, this is kind of this is bad for Japan. Yeah. Um, if you look at schools here, especially around Tokyo, many of them are poorly maintained. You know, there, there really is a shortage of money for certain things. Really? It does seem. Oh, okay. um, we have what? problems in Tokyo with the, with the overcrowding means, for example, that uh, universities are not allowed to build in Tokyo. There's a ban on like new university buildings. Okay. Um, okay. So instead, what's outside. happened is, and in fact, Hachiyoji, where you went recently, presumably to yep. change trains, yep. um, that's got university campuses of 18 different universities around there. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more room. Um, yep. Yep. So, yeah, it is definitely crowded. In an um, era of global warming, I know it's an easy target, but this is an island and it's full of natural disasters. I came at a particularly weird time, earthquake. <laughs> Plus tsunami. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, mm -hmm. um, not a tsunami. It's a tropical storm. What do you call it? Typhoon. Yeah. Typhoon. Um, you know, and that is uh, unfortunate, right? That's that's. I mean, everywhere you live these days, you're going to have your risk of one of these. Yeah. <laughs> or more, or different. Um, but it is it is a big concern. I I would be concerned as a person living in Japan. Yeah, I think in Japan they're handled particularly well. Um, so so there is a. News story today in the New York Times. Um, I forget the journalist, maybe Hiroko Tabuchi. Hmm. I'm just guessing, sorry if that's not your name. Are we going to get the sound of water now? And um, she was saying about, uh, the, this journalist was writing about uh, Kansai Airport. So that's the airport in Osaka. Yeah. It's on an island and part of it got flooded. Um, so lots of airports are built on islands because there's not, well, two things. First of all, there's not room to build them elsewhere. And also, if you have a plane crash, it's good if the plane crashes into the sea. So just the passengers die. It doesn't crash into an urban wow. area. Okay. And Let's acknowledge water sound. Okay, go on. Now, what was interesting was um, in the article, there were some quotes from kind of American engineers 
saying, oh, it was so stupid to build an airport on an island, so low down, etc., etc. And the Japanese engineers who were quoted were angry about this and saying, it's not like we just built this airport and leave it there. You know, we take measures um, to make sure it's safe. Um, so the land is sinking mm -hmm. and some idiot in America wrote, I think in America had written a paper saying by 2058 the airport will be underwater. Well, first right. of all, it's not going to be an airport there in 2058 okay. because it's only 2018 now. Mm -hmm. I believe 2058 is 40 years in the future. Mm -hmm. It's very, very unlikely humans are going to be flying around in big aeroplanes 40 years in the future. Have you seen how slow human behavior changes? Well... <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, particularly in, in America where they managed to discover trains and then forget them. Yeah, or humans who had the Concorde. Not, not to say the Concorde yeah, was such a fantastic yeah. plane, no, but... Fun, yeah, yeah, Concorde yeah. was. And we, go, we went backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Concorde is a particularly upsetting case because um, there was an accident, had nothing to do with the fact that it was a Concorde. It, oh. it, it hit something that had been left on the runway. Oh. That ripped up a tire, tire caught fire, set the plane on fire. Um, nothing to do with it being Concorde at all. And unfortunately, piece of technology it. discontinued. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, although supersonic flight is coming back, it does seem. Um, now looking into, um, yeah, the, the main thing is how do you deal with the sonic booms? Because the thing about Concorde was it had to take off and immediately fly over the sea. You weren't allowed to fly it over land which meant it could only be used at certain airports that were right next to the sea. Okay. Um, anyway, the airport in the... Anyway, the, yeah, so the airport... So the headline of this um, article said something like Kansai Airport was a disaster waiting to happen, something like this. Now, what's interesting, of course, is it wasn't a disaster. I don't think... I mean, some people got trapped in the airport overnight. But no one was harmed. Uh... Japan is very, very, very good at handling this kind of thing. Um, you know, the earthquakes here are, are serious. Yeah, people die, one. it's very sad. Hmm. But a big earthquake in Japan, and it sounds very nasty, but might kill 100 people. Mm -hmm. A much smaller earthquake in somewhere like Indonesia... Would do worse. Death toll sure. is massive because you sure. have... You know all the mismanagement. Right. There's you a lot of planning. There's a lot the, of preparation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Infrastructure here is very good. Um, in the U.S., when there's a disaster, one of the things that um, we hear about in the hacker community always is the the lack of communication. Mm -hmm. There's always these issues, and the hacker community always says, "This is why, you know, this is why we need our own communication infrastructure." Mm -hmm. Um, this is why we need ham Gathering radio. Gathering our own information. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in Japan, you know, I remember when the Tohoku disaster happened with the earthquake and the tsunami and the nuclear meltdown, and there were some communication issues for a short time, and everything was fine very quickly. Wow. Because, you know, Japanese engineering is just so good. Um, so, yeah, natural disasters here are definitely an issue. Right. I I wouldn't look forward to it. <laughs> I still just cannot understand why Japanese people build houses at the bottom of mountains where they where they get destroyed by mudslides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. The mudslides thing is a really 
distressing thing because the mudslides are really caused by having a monoculture of trees here. So outside of Tokyo, when you you know you see the big forested mountainous areas, it's just one type of tree, sugi, the Japanese cedar. Now the Japanese cedar was um, planted in World War II, um, and the Japanese cedar is a very very good tree for construction. It's tall, the trunk is quite wide, and there aren't many branches sticking out low down. Mm -hmm. The branches tend to be at the top. Mm -hmm. So it's ideal for construction. You get long planks without many kind of knots in the wood where the branches were. Um, so this was planted a lot, I think, World War II when they needed the timber and also, or I guess even more so kind of after World War II, mm -hmm. had to build all the houses. Now the problem with Japanese cedar is the roots aren't very deep and strong. And anyway, a monoculture of trees is always bad at holding the earth. Okay. So a lot of the landslides are caused by having just one type of tree can't hold the earth very well. So when there's heavy rain, the mountain gets washed down onto the houses below. Yeah. Um, another huge issue with the Japanese cedar is it causes hay fever. Mm -hmm. and hay fever in Japan is a serious debilitating issue. Huh. And there is the conspiracy theory that the hay fever medicine industry is so big that there's no incentive for the government to deal with it. Those are bats flying. Oh, yeah. Oh, some of that, yeah. Bats. Also chopper. Um, yeah, so things like that is... Um, it's like the natural disasters are exasperated by stupid human policy. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, it's almost someone... comforting that there's still stupid human behavior around here. Yeah, <laughs> almost. There, there always is. <laughs> almost, um, almost. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of. You know, I, I do. I I do believe that conspiracy theory about the um, hay fever, because there is a cure for hay fever. In fact, it's not widely available or widely known in Japan. Um, it's used outside of Japan quite a lot. If someone has very serious hay fever and they go to the doctor, they will be given treatment for it. There are two treatments. One is a series of injections. One is a series of tablets that you dissolve under your tongue. In both cases, you take the medicine over a long period of time, at a certain time of the year, and then it's a you know you get a, an anti-allergy response, and for the essentially for the rest of your life, you're allergy-free. Yeah. For, for a lot of people. Yeah. This is almost unknown in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese people have just not heard of this thing. It's not promoted as treatment here. Um, Japan has a lot of protectionism in their economy. So I really can believe that, um, you know, the Ministry of Health has decided we shouldn't fix the hay fever problem because it would upset the pharmaceutical industry who are selling so many over-the-counter drugs mm. um, every year and hay fever masks and eye drops and all these kind of things um what, what the that's significant so here we have our ducks that's and a our fish koi yeah loads of koi down here
That's good. Also, in terms of the last time I was here... This is Tokyo, remember, that you're in? Yeah. Well, it's how... kind of Tokyo. Of it's, <laughs> it's a suburb. <laughs> but you can't be a city and have cabbage or... Cabbage, or, onions... Yeah, sorry. Trees, you're not allowed to be a city anymore. People um, walking dogs along the river. You're just a very well-connected uh, uh, suburban area that has been adopted by the municipality. <laughs> no, but it's, it is wonderful, actually. I mean, I've been taking pictures... Ooh, even here. Uh, it's not wheat, but it's uh, rice. Like that, no, it? wait. it's a grain for sure. It's got a grainy top. It Looks wheat-like. Yeah, it and it's beautiful. Look a lot like wheat. Yeah, take a picture since we mention it. Got to illustrate. And I got my wish, by the way. It's a not a hot day. Mmm, lovely temperature. <laughs> yeah, that's been since arrival. Thinking, will I get a cool breeze? And we got it. All right. So that's a a good follow-up to people who enjoy the Tokyo discussions. It was November, no, October last year, 2017. Yep. I can even put a link in, in the notes that go along with this program. And you can listen to Matthew and I discussing Japan's economy. And we were in, what was that building in Shibuya? We're in the Shibuya Hikari building. Yeah. Which is, uh, I guess it's it's, kind of a fashion what's called a fashion building yeah so fashion building here is a vertical department store Shibuya Hikari is a bit different because it's actually a mixed-use building yeah. so we were on the 13th floor of I guess a 20 floor building and the top seven floors are all a Japanese technology company called line oh, I think yeah. they're Japanese line is a yep. instant messaging um, company. I've been asked twice since I was here if I have Line, so that someone can send me stuff. <laughs> so yeah, Line is Line is um, incredibly successful because uh, it worked on the iPhone at a time when Skype didn't. Okay. I think that's all it is: getting there first and working. <laughs> but the other thing was free to free to get, free to use. They're re no advertising. Oh yeah. Okay. Their revenue model is complete, and I think still is completely based around games. Oh, okay. And I and I my belief is that the games are free, but there are in-game purchases. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is maybe gifts okay. that you could buy. You know, for your friend, you might buy an animated teddy bear or something. Yeah. So, yeah, they've done incredibly well. Um, just having yeah a system that's genuinely free to use with no advertising um, but there are in 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 app purchases thinking of another company that i'm always surprised to see it's um yahoo <laughs> yahoo yes. mobile so, it's amazing i don't know the connection between yahoo japan and yahoo us there may be almost no connection now but there was right because i remember there their auctions were very ago. successful only here yeah <laughs> and so Yahoo was so big in Japan because they were the first people here to do ADSL broadband. So when I came to Japan end of 2001, Yahoo BB launched Yahoo Broadband and it was massive. So the, the Japanese phone company, NTT, they had put fiber over, I think pretty much all of Japan. Yeah. And 
uh, connecting up the telephone exchanges or central offices as they're called in the US. So there's like a very high speed um, data network so it made sense just you know what they call it the last mile so from your ISP to you you know using ADSL so ADSL was was just available here everywhere suddenly and quickly and Yahoo BB were the ones providing it and the Yahoo auctions thing is very interesting because in Japan we typically don't use debit cards People are very wary of using a credit card online, but people often pay by money transfer. Yeah. And I wonder if money transfer is reversible here. So usually, if you're a criminal, one of the things you really want is your victim to give you money by money transfer because of something called non-repudiation, mm -hmm. which means you can't reverse the transaction. Mm -hmm. Now in Japan, money transfer seen is very secure, so maybe it is reversible. Mm. Um, you have to have the person's address to do a money transfer. You can't just do it with account number and name or account number and sort code. Um, so Yahoo BB, uh, Yahoo Auctions rather, I think became popular even though they had no payment system. And you know, we talked before about the honesty. So in Japan, I have bought things online which where it's things like um, COD cost on delivery yeah so it's delivered to me and then I pay the money yeah. and I've even bought things online when they say when it arrives email me and then can you do the bank transfer okay it's incredible <laughs> yeah you know in England they were just still like, you know you say the product you say the product didn't arrive um, you know you'd sacrifice a child um, so but you'd ship someone a pile of garbage and ask for money so yes. Yahoo auctions are successful here and interestingly there's no eBay now there's no eBay because there's no PayPal now PayPal wow. PayPal was a spin-off comp so you know eBay eBay started from someone selling a broken network card right so this person had a network card and they tried to sell it online and they decided to take bids for it and at a certain point the the highest bid was higher than the price of a new network card <laughs> was so, it being were they being honest that it was broken yeah yeah okay, okay. But it was that excitement of bidding, and thus was launched the company eBay. Now yeah. eBay was made very successful because of two things. One was um, HTTPS, also called TLS, which is like encrypted HTTP, HTTP. TLS stands for Transport Layer Security. So, and that comes from the things like the Diffie-Hellman Key Exchange. But the other thing was PayPal. With PayPal, when you pay with PayPal, PayPal is a bit like an escrow service, I guess, because you know, it's often called like a proxy service. Because mm -hmm. when you buy something using PayPal, you're sharing your credit card details with PayPal. PayPal gives the money to the vendor. At no point do your credit card details go to the vendor. Yeah. Now you'd think, well, why would why would we not have PayPal in Japan? It seems such a great idea, which it is. But the Japanese government 
blocked PayPal here because one of the things you can do for, with PayPal is transfer money between PayPal accounts, possibly for free or at least a very, very low transaction fee. And in Japan, as I mentioned, bank transfers are very common. Mm -hmm. And the bank transfers have a fixed fee, I think like 150 yen or something. This is a very important revenue stream for the banks and especially the post office bank mm -hmm. here. So this thing of Japanese protectionism, where the Japanese government said, hang on, you can't do PayPal because people could use that for transferring money and then the banks and post offices would lose all this right. <laughs> revenue. Right. So sadly, we don't have PayPal here. We don't have eBay here. That's one of the reasons why Yahoo Auctions is so successful. Mm. Um, it's so, a yeah. very long answer to why Yahoo is, is <laughs> well, here. It's, it's never going to be um, simple. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny to see it like, you know, it has shops. It ha yes, it, it, yeah. Not auctions, but the, the mm. mobile. Yeah. <laughs> and we do have an equivalent kind of company here, a Japanese one called Makuten. Rakuten means like pleasure selling or something. Yeah. Um, in fact, they're just on this on this head office is on this train line. Rakuten started as a web design and hosting company. Yeah. And they then sort of provide a online storefront system, a little bit like Amazon Z shops. Yeah. If you remember that when Amazon first started, make uh, you could make your own Amazon store. Oh right. Um, so Rakuten's quite big as well. Um, I think they have a baseball team. Yes. I, yeah. They're the Eagles. Anyway, yeah. The Rakuten Eagles. I have an unhealthy knowledge of baseball in Japan now. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. All right, I can see the orange light blinking. So that only means that, that mean? time is limited. But how much time? I, we don't know. I can send a suggestion. They don't want to have a digital display. They want simplicity, which I understand, but you're right. Well, simplicity at the cost of functionality. That's right. That's that's our future, basically. Yeah, so yeah. sadly. Yeah. It is. Um, but it's a pleasure to walk around your your neighborhood, especially in nature. You brought me to nature. Yeah, so now we have some Japanese rice fields here. Oh, wow. These are rice paddy fields, I think. Still time for one more photo? Yeah. Oh, there's all these little birds, I guess, that like the seeds. Mm -hmm. Everybody walks their dog. By the way, we saw something very, in my world, very rare. Um, I don't know what age, but there were, there were children running, jogging. They look like they were part of a team, but just the age group that never thinks yep. they have to exercise in much of the world they were jogging oh bright anyway. blue house here it could almost be the netherlands that's true there's dutch yellow over there yeah is that the name of it <laughs> dutch so. yellow all right matthew at the risk that this uh <laughs> beautiful recorder is going to shut down on us um, what happens when it shuts down it, it automatically shut down saves nicely? where you were okay it does shut down nicely that's an improvement over historical yeah. devices <laughs> Every day when I wake up in the morning, I get angry that memory cards have to be unmounted and USB sticks have to be unmounted. Like, what is that about? Why are we still there? <laughs> Why? Is that? Oh, that makes me mad. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no technical reason for it at all. It's just, back, I guess, backwards compatibility with some stupid file system <laughs> ideas. Like I said, humans are so slow in their changes. Uh, yeah, and have you heard the, the, the Buckminster Fuller theory that 
the speed, the, the, the speed that things move huh? is dictates the speed that they improve. So Buckminster Fuller said that, and I mean he was he was half joking, but then he gave some quite serious examples that like housing improves over thousands of years. Okay. And um, you know bicycles improve over hundreds of years. Right. Cars improve you know over decades. And in, and in the um, aircraft industry that he was a member of, you know, things improve really, 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 really? quickly. Um, yeah. Okay. And I yeah, I mean, things. he was he was half joking, but oh, okay. <laughs> but but you know, the, the examples he gave were were serious. That you know, if you look at this house, this is one of the many things I dislike about Japan is the quality of the housing here. I mean, we're looking at a house that's basically a shack. <laughs> look at it's that. It's a glorified shack. Look at that. It's yeah. just. Um, yeah, and this, you know, this would have been built quite recently, but it's built in a style and pattern that was for after World War Two, when there was an emergent, you know, there yeah. wasn't a housing shortage. Build in a hurry. Yeah. Build in a hurry. Yeah. This anybody is whoever... the quickest thing they could make. Yeah. And people keep building in the same yes. way. So, one conclusion that we can also come to, besides that life here is fantastic, is that. You know, humans do silly things here as well. Hard to break them out yeah. of some of those habits. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, t to a much lesser extent than other countries, I think. Well, no, I mean, in England, they'd uh, set the house on fire and dance around it, yeah. worshipping the devil, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And there you have it, a walk with my friend Matthew Dons in Machita in Tokyo. And indeed, our conversations, you're, you're just, you've just been in on how it flows from one topic to another, from observing what's going on around us, from, yes, uh, <laughs> discussing even conspiracy theories and, and some <laughs> rather extreme points of view on uh, why Tokyo, why Japan is such an interesting place. Uh, as you know, Matthew Dons is fighting cancer, and it's a very expensive battle. Go to Matthew Dons, D-O-N-S. Matthew has two Ts, MatthewDons.org. Almost 900 people have helped support to help him pay those terrible bills. And uh, there's more to this conversation. So stick with me if you enjoy these conversations. The next program, we actually have to switch to my phone as the recorder and things get even more interesting. So for citizenreporter.org, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro. That was Matthew Dons and we'll be back again. See ya. Back in the old days One of the monks came Set the thing ablaze To save it from its fame Would you do something so dumb To set free Things that you love, come on
Music on today's podcast was by Pierce Murphy and his album "To Japan." You can find it on the Free Music Archive, where it's published under a CC license. Also, audio today came from Archive.org from a 1950s documentary about Japan.